from San Diego, California. This is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the reasons why he can't orgasm and how the two of you can get through this together. And Mandy Hale had this to say about waiting. She said, you're not just waiting in vain. There is a purpose behind every delay. And we're going to be digging into that on today's show as we talk about reasons why he can't orgasm and how the two of you can get through this together. Mm-hmm. But for those of you that have been around for a while, you know that we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new, welcome to the One Family. We're so excited to have you and we're so thankful for the friend that maybe shared this show with you. This week's hug is sponsored by StoryWorth and you can check them out at storyworth.com one. And StoryWorth, guys, this is one of the most amazing gifts that we've come across. It's perfect for last minute. So for those of you that, you know, Father's Day is coming, I'm giving you a little heads up, but some of you may still wake up on Father's Day and be like, oh my gosh, what do I get my dad? This is a great thing to do for them because StoryWorth doesn't just preserve memories. It allows you to learn more about the person that you're connecting with, right? Because when you purchase a subscription to StoryWorth, they're gonna send your loved one an email each week with a question to be answered. And the thing I love about this is that you can either choose the questions from their list of hundreds of questions, or you make up your own, right? Right. And we've been doing this with my dad. Um, So once a week for the last couple of months now, he gets an email, here's your question of the week. And then when he types up his response via email, I get that back and I'm learning so much about my dad. You know, the stories that I thought I knew kind of at the surface level now have all of this added dimension and layers. And it's so amazing because at the end of the year, at the end of these 52 weeks of him getting an email and either responding via email or audio, it's going to be compiled into a hardcover book that's up to 480 pages. Guys, what a treasure. Don't miss out on this opportunity to capture life's most treasured moments. It's truly, it's truly a gift that we'll keep on giving, not mm-hmm. just for not just for you, but for generations to come. So for $20 off this amazing experience, go to storyworth.com slash one. And this week's hug actually came from an email we received from folks that listened to the show last week. Um, mm-hmm. And if you listened to last week's show, you'll know that Tony in there said, hey, if you've done the intimacy lifestyle, let us know. We'd love to hear your stories. Right. And so this came in and said, we've probably been listening since 2001, uh, 2011. Hmm. Now, we've only been doing the show since 2010. So right. these, are, these are folks that have been around for quite a long while. It's been nice to be on this journey with the One Extraordinary Family. We probably need to do a family reunion sometime. Agree. Great idea. We'll have to figure out how to make that all happen. They go on to say, the intimacy lifestyle is amazing because just as Tony always says it in the intro, it takes the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. As the higher desire male in our relationship, I was always wondering when the next time, when would be the next time that we could be intimate. The drive is real and the frustrations are also very real and damaging to our relationship when the frequency is less than ideal. My wife was also willing, but the realities of family life and it not being naturally on her mind made it less likely to happen unless it's intentionally planned. That's what this lifestyle has done. It has made being intimate with each other a regular part of our lifestyle with equal responsibility. It has truly blessed our marriage and helped us come closer together. Thank you for the wonderful, bl- 
Thank you for that wonderful blessing to our marriage. P.S. We are celebrating our 20th this upcoming December. Awesome. P.P.S. We've done the seven day challenge in the past as well. Put us on that wall of honor. Love it. So Love good. It. Yeah. And, and again, last week I really, you know, honed in on when we were talking about mind blowing sex is, you know, the more you have it, the more you guys are on, on pace together, mm-hmm. the better it's going to be because listen to last week's show and you can get all the details from there. But thank you guys for, for sharing how the intimacy lifestyle has impacted your life. And this is a couple, you know, they're going to be 20 years married here coming up in, you know, end of the year. Right. And they're doing it, you know, and not just doing the intimacy lifestyle, but the seven days of sex challenge. And, you know, coming off of, of last week's show, we actually uh, got this email and it said, I have a question I'd love to hear from Tony about. I'm listening to the mind blowing sex episode. That was Mm -hmm. last week's show. And it sparked me finally wanting to ask, which is cool. I'm glad. Like I, I hope, and our hope is that when we talk about certain stuff, it spurs you guys to want to get out of where you're at mm-hmm. in your own headspace and at least put, you know, pen to paper. And in this case, more like typing to email. <laughs> I was going to say, not quite pen to paper, little keystrokes there. I'm the low desire spouse. And it's part of the, and part of the reason is because it takes me seemingly forever to climax, like 45 minutes. So it's frustrating for me and my wife. And so here's, and I just want to go to what we're talking about right now. High desire, low desire. Hug, high desire spouse, the intimacy lifestyle is working because now they're able to come into an agreement. Mm-hmm. Here we have another husband coming in going, hey, I'm the low desire. Right. And, and so uh, I'm. it's seemingly taking me forever to have an orgasm. He goes on to say, I, I've recently started taking testosterone because I got some blood work done. I thought this would help my desire and it hasn't. It really makes me feel less than as a man. Any advice would be great. I've tried to look up... Um, what I tried to look up was, you know, for a man to have less time to climax and there really isn't anything, which kind of makes me feel like I'm all alone. Uh-huh. And, you know, this was one of those emails, you know, sometimes we get emails and we're like, okay, what, what's the message here? What, how can we bring this to you guys and what can we deliver? And, and, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that I want to share some numbers uh-huh. just to start off because it's true. You can, I, I searched it. There's not much out there. Um, but what's, what is out there is I actually saw this article in medical news today that said delayed ejaculation is the least common form of male sexual dysfunction affecting an estimated one to 4% of men compared with 15 to 30% of men who report having the problem of rapid ejaculation. Now, granted those statistics are vastly different, but I share that number because it lets you know that you're not the only one. It may not be as, you know, as prevalent as, uh, Premature. Thank you. I'm like, I was going to say rapid, but that premature. But the reality is, is that men are dealing with this, right? And, and it's, you know, we went on because I, with this type of topic, we need to do research, right? This isn't where Tony and I are just going to get behind the mics and say, okay, well, here's what we think, right? That's why we went to medical news today. That's why, you know, I even went to mayoclinic.org, right? I'm like, okay, who, who's talking about this, you know, respected, in the world in terms of medicine and, and Mayo Clinic, I I love how they broke this down because it wasn't just like, well, you know, there's something wrong with you, right guys, there's something wrong with you. And that's why you can't orgasm. They broke it down into like three distinct categories of factors that may be impacting your ability to have an orgasm. So I love that this, that this, um, gentleman that wrote in this husband that wrote in said, you know what? I went and got some blood work done. My hormone levels came back low. And so they put me on testosterone, but it's not having the effect. 
the reason I appreciate what he did was because the first thing he does is, you know, go to the doctor, right? Because are there physiological causes, mm-hmm. right? Hormones are just one of the layers of physiological causes, guys. Like I learned in doing some of this research and I want to share it with you because this is the one that actually kind of blew Tony's mind as we were talking about that there can be certain injuries or birth defects that can impact like the pelvic region, your nerves, your reproductive system, things that you may not necessarily be aware of. I mean, you know, we were talking about pelvic injuries, mm-hmm. right? And what came to mind in our marriage was that for those of you that listened way back when in the beginning, you heard Tony talk about his cycling a lot, right? And so as a road cyclist, the saddle that he sits on on his bike, also, known, small. also known as a bike seat to the rest of us, um, is not just small, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. Right. And that pressure, you know, sitting on a saddle for hours on end applies pressure to that, to those nerves, you know, in our genitalia, in, in, in our genitalia area, which can cause delayed ejaculation. And, and this has happened in our marriage. We, I know this firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, coming to, you know, hear some of this stuff though is like, oh wow. And interestingly enough, as I decrease my cycling over the years, that hasn't been as much of a problem. It wasn't until we actually started working on the show where we're like, huh, less cycling, better sex. Mm-hmm. More cycling, not so great sex. Wonder if those two were really <laughs> there was a lot of other stuff going on in our marriage. Right. But you know, you start looking at this and you know, what are those physiological situations? Well, and, and another thing we brought up too, a car accident. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've been in a car accident where you were rear-ended and you had some pelvic damage done sure. and not really thinking to that. So as a guy, you know, thinking about these other areas where we, we get really honed in on like, I can't orgasm. It's taking too long. It's delayed. Um, it gets frustrating. What we hope to bring to you today is in both husbands and wives, a grander and a broader base so that you can think outside of where you are in that moment when you cannot orgasm. Right. Because you know what, what the listener said was, you know, went and had his hormones tested and, and we've talked about testosterone a lot on this show and that's definitely something to have checked out for sure. Right. Because that is one of the physiological things that could be happening. But if, you know, if you have um, certain neurological diseases, I mean, they even talked about diabetic neuropathy, stroke, or other nerve damage in the spinal cord can be impacting your ability to orgasm. Right. These are things that nobody's talking about. It's like, you know, guys are getting stuck in this place where, you know, I can't orgasm. And it's like, well, you know what? Um, go, go get more hormones. That may not be the solution. For you. For you. Mm-hmm. You know, there may be another category of factors that Mayo Clinic, and we're going to give you guys a link to that article specifically so that you yes. can see it. But, you know, they talked about medications. And we've talked about this before, but there are some antidepressants that will impact your ability to orgasm. There are high blood pressure medications, right? Mm-hmm. High blood pressure. I mean, you, can, you can't watch television commercials without some kind of high blood pressure medication coming across there, some anti-seizure medications, some anti-psychotic medications, right? There are all these drugs out there that have side effects, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you can't watch any medical commercial and not hear the list of side effects, but what if what you're taking is impacting your ability to orgasm? And here's the thing with medication, not telling you to get off of it. You need to consult your medical advisor 
and bring this up with them. So that way you guys can get on a course of action. So you understand so that they understand the issue that you are facing in the bedroom, not telling you to get off of them. We're bringing it to your attention. Then with you and your medical advisor coming up with a plan to work through that together. Absolutely. Yes. We are not doctors. Right. We're bringing all of these factors to your attention so that you can go make informed decisions or even ask informed questions. Yeah. Sometimes the the starting process is asking questions and more questions um, and, and digging through this together. Right. And, you know, coming off of this medications and drugs and things like that that we're also talking about are just the recreational drugs mm-hmm. that you might be taking, right? In whatever capacity. And we're not, you know, we're not going down that road of what you're taking. But alcohol and drugs will impact your ability to ejaculate. They do. Right. So if you're taking all of this stuff and you're wondering, why can't I do this? You might need to look at what you're putting into your body that's having an impact. And I, I remember some time ago I was talking to a husband and he was, he was sharing some concerns in this area with me. Mm-hmm. And as I began to ask some questions, um, we began to go down this road and it so happened that he began to, to talk about he and his wife's nightly routine. And one of their nightly routines was basically between the two of them, they'd polish off a bottle of wine. And I was going, wow, okay, well, you know, how many glasses is that? I don't drink wine, so um, I don't even know. So, he, but he he mentions, you know, depending on, you know, if she has one or two, I may have two or three or that. And I'm thinking every night. And he goes, yeah, every night, you know, just it relaxes us and this and that. And then the next sentence is, well, but then you know, there are times when you know we're making love and I'm and I can't finish. And I go, bingo, bingo. And I'm like, dude, you may want to look into the use of alcohol and how that's impacting your sexual intimacy. Right. Because just like you said at the, you know, at the beginning of the story that he was telling Tony, well, it just relaxes us. Well, you may be relaxing yourself right out of the, you know, right out of climax. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's, there's nothing wrong with drinking. Right. We're not, we're not saying there's anything wrong with that. What we're saying is if, the, if something is impacting your sexual intimacy, if it's putting the guy in a position where he's like, I can't finish, then we got to look at it. Mm-hmm. Right. And there may be the third factor or the third category of factors that Mayo Clinic talked about was, you know, psychological factors. Right. What's going on between the ears? Right. Are you dealing with depression, anxiety or other mental health conditions? Are there challenges between husband and wife, relationship problems due to, you know, finances? That's a big one. Job stress, right? Are you having anxiety? And this is, this becomes that like whole never ending cycle thing. Are you having anxiety about your performance? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you get in your head and you're like, Oh, what's going on? Am I going to be able to? And then guess what? You're putting so much pressure on yourself. You actually can't. Right. Are you dealing with, um, are you dealing with religious taboos? Right. Where, and we've talked about this a lot on the one extraordinary marriage show where we've talked about it, about women and all the messages that they've received as far as, you know, good girls don't, you know, do whatever. And so all of those challenges that can be a block to them having orgasm, but on the flip side, there are those messages too given to men, mm-hmm. right? Are you dealing with that from a psychological perspective or maybe, and you guys, those of you that are brand new to the one family have not heard us talk about this, but we've, those of you that have been around a while, you know that we've talked about the impact of pornography on you mentally and on you physically. Mm-hmm. In, in today's era too, the pornography is so hardcore 
and what you are viewing and what you are seeing on your screen, you are unable to recreate in your bedroom. And because of that, you're unable to then have an orgasm. Mm -hmm. So don't, don't think that what you're looking at isn't, isn't hurting you because it is. And if, and if you are addicted to pornography, uh, I'm telling you guys and gals, because it goes both ways, you need to get off of that. You need to get away from that as fast as you can, because I will tell you, and I'm not saying it's, it's the emailer uh, who wrote in at all. I'm just speaking this to everybody because I know in my own life, pornography did play a huge role in this area for me as well. And when I finally broke free of it, and it's been 14 years now that I've been free of pornography, it is amazing what has happened in my life. You know, the reality is, is that when either one of you cannot orgasm, but we're talking about the guys specifically, you're both impacted, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't just, you know, it's not just like, okay, well, this is my, you know, my thing I got to deal with, you know, whatever, because it creates anxiety for both husbands and wives, right? You start thinking, mm-hmm. you start thinking as a wife, like, like what's, you know, is he not attracted to me? Is, is it me? Did I, you know, like, what am I not doing? What am I doing? Like, why isn't he able to do this? And then the guys have their own head stuff going on, right? They're thinking through like, why, why, why isn't this working? <laughs> right? Like, I know what I'm doing. Why, why is it like, what's going on with me? And as we were talking over this before we got on the show for myself, I've, I've been there. And what ends up happening is you're mentally trying to be so into the moment. And what ends up happening in my, in my case, in our case, is Elisa's has already orgasmed. So she's at this place of like, okay, just get it done. Mm-hmm. And I am trying my best and my hardest to have an orgasm. And yet I, I can't. I, I'm, I'm almost, I mean, I'm like, I'm almost there. And then something pops in my mind. And it derails me, right? Doesn't mean I go flaccid. I'm still hard. And yet I now have to work myself back up into that place where I can orgasm. Then what ends up happening, you know, it just, the time starts passing and then you're sweating and you're, you're just thinking this through and more and more. And before you know it, you're just like, I give up and Mm -hmm. been there. And it, it can be very frustrating. And hopefully when we when we share some of what you can do, it'll start to break things off of you and give you guys a new way to approach this together. Well, and I want to talk real quick before we get into some of this other stuff about what you just mentioned there too, about, you know, the guy always waiting until, mm-hmm. you know, the husband always waiting for the wife to orgasm. And, you know, one of the, I can't remember if it was on Mayo Clinic or on the medical news today. I remember reading as we were preparing for this show that, that part of the challenge that men are facing is that they've definitely absorbed this idea of, you know, let me please my wife and guys, don't get me wrong. I I still want you to please your wife. Like I'm not saying don't do this. And ladies, I'm not giving him a pass not to please you, but there's so much conditioning that's gone on now that she has to have her orgasm that guys are training themselves not to. Right. Like right. I'm we're, not we're, going to, I'm waiting. not going we're to, waiting. I'm waiting. we're waiting, we're waiting. And Hey, I've been there. And then, you know, like Tony said, I have mine and I'm like, whoo, spent, I'm done. And he's like, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. And then he can't. So there's gotta be, you know, and we're going to be talking about this a little bit more as we get into the show, but th- that communication level of what's going on for the two of you, because 
you know, as your head starts to swim in this, like all of this mindset stuff of what's going on, am I attractive? Is she attracted to me? Like, why can't we make this work? What's going on? All these problems. Your, your imagination can run wild. And this is not an area where you need your imagination going crazy. And it's not, there's not a one size fits all, right? That's why, you know, the, the, the listener that wrote in and he's like, I've tried testosterone and it's not working, right? That may not be his solution, right? It's a solution for some guys. Well, and, and level showed that possibly, and yet our human bodies, they're amazingly made. I, I'm telling you, they are amazingly made. And there are just times when I, and I look at, you know, our own bodies and how they tick and what stress can do to them and, and what, you know, the endorphins can do. And it's one area. Is there another area that may be really uh, hindering you and stopping you from being able to fully climax? Yeah. And as we begin to talk about, you know, some of the solutions and strategies, I want to remind you, we were actually at a party on Friday night and somebody came up to us and said, you know, the one thing that I've taken away from your show time and time again is that you guys make it so clear that whenever we're facing a challenge and, and you know, the husband not being able to orgasm can be a challenge in your marriage. What this husband said to us in person was you remind us every time that you present a challenge is that we're not fighting each other. Right. That we're on the same team. And that goes for dealing with this as well. You guys, this isn't his problem or, you know, it's not just something that he has to deal with. The two of you are on the same team. And it's so important that you, that you approach this being on the same team, that you work together to create a healthy and safe environment to not only talk about it, but to find solutions that are going to work for you. And so as we start to talk about what you can do today to start making a difference in this area of your marriage. I just want to remind you not to miss out on that opportunity to go to storyworth.com slash one and get $20 off your first book. It's such an incredible gift to give this Father's Day so that you're able to start capturing those stories right now. So go to storyworth.com slash one. You know, and, and as we talked, you know, from that information that we gathered on all those different factors from Mayo Clinic, you know, one of the most important things if you're dealing with this in your marriage is to identify what the cause of the delay is, right? I, I you, most definitely you need to go to your doctor and guys, I'm just going to say you might need to table your pride and your ego for, you know, a, it's doctor's visits are only like 15 minutes these days right? So you're going to have to tell the receptionist why you're scheduling the appointment. Then you're gonna have to tell your doctor, you're talking about a total of 20 minutes to actually say, this is where I'm struggling, mm-hmm. right? Get that full body workup to make sure there isn't anything physiologically going on. Get the blood tests, right? Wives, encourage your husbands to go to the doctors. Husbands, if she encourages you to go to the doctor, please do. Don't fight her on it and don't just keep putting it off. It's really easy to do. Been there. Been there. Sometimes we need to lovingly kick them in the pants to give a doctor. But if there's, if there's a physiological reason, let's find out, right? If there's nerve damage, let's find out if it's hormones, let's take care of it. Tagging onto that. If you're at the doctor's office and you're like, yeah, well, so doc, you know, does my high blood pressure medication, my anti-seizure medication, my aunt, what are my side effects? Folks, if doctors put you on anything, don't, because you're listening to the show, don't take yourself off of it, but call and ask the questions. What are the side effects of my medication? Just ask. Or read up on it or find out what they are. If you, if you are using one or two or three, look, research it, know it because 
really what ends up happening is you get into this place and you're frustrated Mm -hmm. and you start getting down on yourself and you start, you know, going into this downward spiral when had you just been able to read the label or read what's all, what happens with the medication you may be using, it may just be like, oh, well, I had no idea. And now you do. Now you can understand why something in the bedroom isn't working the way you expected it to. After that, though, is still going back to your doctor, discussing that. Is there some other medication? Can you get off of it? Can you do a decreased dose? Whatever it may be. But that, again, is between you and your medical professional. I mean, a big part of a big part of seeing change in this area of your marriage is to educate yourself. Right. Right. It's to say, okay, what's going on in my body physically, right? What are the impact? What is the impact of what I'm taking into my body? Right. And, and how do I work with that? And if you know, knowledge is power, right? Because if you know that it's the medication, if you know that it's nerve damage, then the two of you start to strategize, what else can we do? Mm -hmm. Right. It's not, it, it doesn't become an identity crisis for anyone. It doesn't become a doubt or anxiety. It's just like, okay, these are our facts. How do we work with this? If it's a psychological issue, right? If you're dealing with a lot of stress, if you're dealing with depression or anxiety, well, here's the deal. You again need to table your ego and pride and get help, right? Because it's causing, when you're dealing with the mental, you know, anxiety and that type of stuff, it starts to feed on it, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you can't perform in the bedroom, then you're questioning that aspect of your idea and, and it becomes this almost like a voracious monster, Right. And we want you to have breakthrough here. And sometimes breakthrough guys and guys, I'm going to specifically speak to you for just a second here. Going and getting help so that you can have breakthrough is a sign of strength. Okay. It it is one of the strongest things that you can do because it, it demonstrates to your wife that you are investing in yourself, in who you are as a man and in the marriage, Right. right? That is not weakness. That is strength. You know, what's going on in all of these different components? Go find a coach. Go find a counselor. Talk through it. Talk with your spouse about it. That, that's the, the, the biggest thing I would say for, for many of us. It, it happens. Like we're in the bed. We're in the moment. We know it takes a long time. We finish. And then it never gets brought up. We never talk about it. It just, we want it to go away. And it doesn't. And you guys know more than anything that we, we believe that your emotional intimacy is most, the most important intimacy in your marriage. Mm-hmm. You guys being able to communicate and discuss all types of topics is where you really are able to grow closer together, sexually, financially, spiritually, you know? So when this happens then we need, to, we need to have a coffee break most likely. Mm-hmm. And we, we need to have a time outside of the bedroom, outside of right when it's happening. And we got to discuss this together so we better understand it. And we, again, we're on the same team. Mm-hmm. We're here to help each other grow and, and achieve the, the extraordinary marriage that we want. And ladies, that's a big part of this, right? You're guys dealing with a lot of identity um, a lot of performance anxiety, a lot of questioning of literally of his manhood. Mm-hmm. Right. And so having those conversations outside of the bedroom, having those conversations where, you know, it may be, it's, it's not just going to be a one and done conversation. 
No, right, probably but, isn't. But being able to talk about it and love on him and support him and not not degrade him, not you know minimize what's going on, but just to love on him, that's where the two of you get on the same team. That's where he knows that you're that safe place to land. You know, and so it's it's looking at each one of these factors and then identifying for the two of you what the solution is based on what the cause is. I mean, we could go on for, you know, six hours with each one of these and specific causes, but it's going to be unique to your situation. What you need to do is get active in identifying the cause Mm -hmm. and not just thinking it's a hormonal cause. Because for a lot of men, it's not just hormones, right? There are a lot of reasons why he can't orgasm. And the two of you together need to identify why and then work on a solution that works for your marriage and be committed to it. Right. Yeah, that, that's it. I mean, we, we gave you three different areas to look into, right? We gave you those three areas. Why? Because we want you to go back and be able to go, is it a physical area that we're dealing with? Is it a psychological area that we need to deal with? Is it a medical medication area that we need to look in and deal with? Because each one of these impacts you differently, right? Hence, I've been there. I've been in all three of those areas. And I can say over the 20 years of my marriage, I've dealt with delayed ejaculation at different times in our marriage due to each one of those areas. Do I have it now? Am I? No, I'm not. But it's because Elisa and I would go forth, learn what's happening, what's wrong, where are we gonna change, what are we gonna do together? So go out there, look at these three areas and see which one possibly, start with one possibly, is hampering your ability to achieve orgasm. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week, and we look forward to many more just extraordinary shows, bringing up the the topics that people aren't willing to bring up, like this one, and giving you insights so that you can have the extraordinary marriage you desire. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. 